Hey friend, you are listening to the By His Grace podcast. I'm your host, Misty Phillip. And today I am excited to bring one of my friends back on to the show. Rebecca is the founder of Radical Radiance, a podcast community where listeners are equipped to blend what they love with Jesus who makes them shine. She is a podcaster, a speaker, an author whose greatest joy in life is discipling others to pursue their passions in a way that builds the kingdom. And if you've been around here for any length of time, you know this is my heartbeat as well. So we have a fantastic conversation about gifting and calling and purpose God's way through obedience, but also not just starting a thing, but what happens when God calls us to quit a thing? So you will love this conversation with Rebecca, who is launching her new book, Do The Thing. Make sure you listen all the way to the end so you can find out about her amazing pre-order bonuses. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Rebecca, welcome to the By His Grace podcast again, my friend. I am so excited to have you here today, and I'm excited about all the things that you are doing, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, welcome, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. This is just a gift in my afternoon to get to spend a few minutes with you. Oh, I am super excited. For those of you... For those of you who don't know, Rebecca and I have known each other for quite a while. I vividly remember being at She Speaks in Concord at that hotel, sitting at that table, you sharing your heart about ministry. And I was there starting all my interviews for the By His Grace podcast. And it has been such a joy to see what God has done with you in that time and just to be friends and to support one another and to follow you in the journey. And this book that God laid on your heart so long ago, it's finally coming out. And I'm excited. We're going to talk about several of the topics that you you write about because you and I both have similar passions for doing the thing that God has called us to do and encouraging others in the process. And it's so, so fun to watch it all unfold. But For those of you who have a dream in your heart to either write a book, to speak professionally, to start a podcast, or to start a business, or whatever it is you feel God calling you to do, I want you to know that it takes time for that to manifest. Yeah. I'd love for you to speak into that. 
Yeah, Misty, I mean, you and I both have experienced that in our own callings of you're right in saying it was it was about five years ago that we sat at that hotel and we dreamed about this very book that we now hold in our hands. It, it was much different and I would say in the same vein of what I thought I would write. However, I thought I was ready to write it then, right? And God's timing is just so vital as we are taking faithful next steps in our calling. And and what I really see now looking in hindsight is, you know, I shudder to think of the book that I would have written when I thought I was ready, yeah. right? God has done so much refining in me and has shown me so much of who he is that informs you know, who my identity in him and how I view my calling and therefore how I wrote about it, quite frankly. And, you know, in that timing piece, there's a lot of things we can experience. We, we walk through the waiting of that, which can be so frustrating and exhausting. We probably will experience rejection along the way. I know that was a part of my story as well. And, God's timing is so sovereign over all of those details. He's so intricately involved, even when, you know, we can't see it. The encouragement that I keep coming back to, even I'm pointing the finger right back at myself, even in my own life these days, is just remembering that the outcome is not on me. The outcome is his, but the obedience even in the waiting, even in the it taking time, that's on me. Yeah. Right. The outcome is his, the obedience is mine. That's right. Right. And so as we're faithfully waiting, taking those next steps, that would be my encouragement there. Yeah, that's so good. That is huge. Obedience is everything. And and I always say that there's a blessing tied to obedience. And it may not be the blessing that we we think it is, but there's always when we do what God wants us to do, he opens doors we can't imagine. He does things that are never on our radar. He just wants our yes. And I was thinking about when when I actually was at She Speaks pitching the struggle is real that year when I was there and was really thought that it was I was ready and all the things and I vividly remember being in my hotel room and at that point just waiting and being rejected waiting and being rejected so I had gone through that whole thing but God prompted me to not wait any longer and to to self-publish it and I'm so glad that I listened because the next year, the entire world was in a struggle. And God knew that and his timing of that was perfect for it to release and get into the hands of people who needed to know. And it's funny that you said obedience because the two character traits that are run through there are are our faithfulness and obedience. Because when we do what he calls us to do, that's how we overcome is when we're doing good things in the world. So that is so, so my heart as well. Well, when God, God gives us these gifts and talents, and you may have heard me say this before, because I say it all the time, like, what is your gifting and calling? And how does it line up in this season? That is the prayer that I prayed before God totally rerouted me and gave me spark. But I know you talk about this too. And this was a quote that I love from Do The Thing, which is, if we actively partner with God, he will empower us by his strength to serve him and to love others. When I think about having an eternal perspective in my calling, 
I think back to one of my journeys through scripture chronologically over the last couple of years, and God was continuing to continuing to bring me back to this idea of how we shine our light for him in the specific community that he's placed us within. And I, and I share about this in the first chapter of the book that you're referencing. And we talk about this passage that might, you might read, it's in the book of Numbers and it talks about when the Lord is giving Moses the instruction on how to care for the tabernacle. And he gives this very specific instruction of how to care for the oil lamps that are in the, the tabernacle, right? It talks about trimming the wicks. It talks about replenishing the oil, which we see oil as being representative of the Holy Spirit throughout scripture. And I remember reading that passage and really just asking the Lord, I just, you know, Sometimes you read passages like that and you go, okay, Lord, what are you trying to show me here? And on that particular day, I remember asking the Lord that. And as I continued reading, I kept just thinking about how within that context in the Old Testament, within the temple and the tabernacle, that was the very light source of the presence of God was the, was that oil lamp, right? And so it had to be tended to, it had to be kept up with. And then we think about the life and ministry of Jesus. He was the light of the world, is the light of the world, right? And and now after Pentecost, as we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God is localized within us, and right? The power, and so, the power of and the, the Holy power. Spirit, yes. Exactly. And so, so when we think about that, we have such an opportunity to take the gifts and talents that God has given us and use them for his glory here on earth. And so that might feel really big and scary if you feel overwhelmed by the idea of calling. And so an exercise that I would say, grab a piece of, you know, piece of paper and a pen and work through in the coming days would be this. It's, it's basically a Venn diagram that we walk through that has three bubbles. The first bubble is what matters to you, right? What do you find yourself, if you wake up at night and you're thinking about, or what really stirs your heart? What do you lose track of time when you're doing that particular thing? What matters to you? Second, what matters to God? What do we see in his word that really, really matters to him? Um, And how does that really work in alignment with what matters to you? And then what matters to other people? What is a real practical need that you see in the world that somehow what matters to you would be able to fill that need? So for example, for you and I, Misty, we love the word of God. We love encouraging women. Great news is those things also matter to God. And there's a very real need that you and I have both seen in the world and how we can fill that through our ministry opportunities. And so thinking through with a little bit of strategy of how do I, how do I find that center point of what matters to me, what matters to God and what matters to other people is a really good, at least breadcrumb trail of how to see our our calling from a more gospel centered perspective. Oh, Rebecca, I absolutely love that. You know, for me, it was me just simply going before the Lord and praying because I was running off on my own, doing the thing that I thought he wanted me to do next. And clearly he had other plans. Podcasting, I never expected to be somebody who teaches and trains other people podcasting, but the gospel is going forth into all the earth 
through podcasts. So that's definitely something that's on God's heart as well. I'm able to share tools and resources and and all of these things by doing an interview show, but never expected that my passion and my love for the Word of God and people would take me down this trail. Some days I'm like, God, what were you thinking? But His plans are always so much better than our plans. But I love that you said that because it is the thing that we're super passionate about. It could be something that makes us angry, like it could be an injustice that we don't like to see in the world, right? But I love it when when you take those three. I would just echo your your uh, thoughts there to you know get pen and paper and journal with God because you will not go wrong. That is for sure. Now I want to shift the conversation because I, I've seen you talk about this on Instagram. I know it's in the book and it's something that I'm intrigued by because God calls us to do these things, right? But what happens when he calls us to quit? something. It could be a really good thing. Like I had already written an entire other book, 40,000 words, and I put that book down to start Spark. But I'd love for you to speak into that. Oh man. Yeah. It's something we don't talk about enough. We're really good at starting things and we're not so great. Most of us at knowing when to quit and when to lay something down and including myself. And so a few years ago, Misty, you were a part of my life when I was actually walking through this. For many years, I led a ministry where we donated handmade hats and handwritten letters of encouragement to cancer patients all over America. We did some incredible ministry work and it came out of my mom's cancer journey that praise God, we're 10, 10 years on the other side of, and she's a cancer survivor. And we're so thankful for that. But because of what she had walked through, it was such a, so deep in my bones and in my heart that when I sensed God asking me to lay it down, I felt so much shame and guilt because, um, it, it, it was important work and it, it was encouraging people's lives and the gospel was going forth and it was good work. And yet God was calling me away from it. And I remember, I will never forget this day. I was sitting on the couch with my mom about three or four years ago, Dustin and I had gotten married about six months before that. And God was just making it really clear where I was headed next with writing and speaking. And he was opening some very clear doors And I remember my mom looking at me and saying, what do you think God's asking you to do with the ministry? And, and it was like the dam broke, right? That was all it took for me to just, (laughs) I just broke down in tears. And I said, mom, I really think I'm supposed to lay it down. And she looked at me and said, Rebecca, you don't need me to say anything I'm about to say to you, but if it helps, I saw you be faithful to every ounce of what God had for this ministry. I saw God move. There was some incredible ministry work that was done. You do not need my permission or anybody else's permission to be obedient to God. That's right. But if it helps you to hear me say you were faithful, and I think you need to continue being faithful, and what faithful means today is laying it down in order to be able to be faithful in what God has for you next, then let me say that out loud, if that helps, right? And so there are moments where, and, and I call this two different terms, macro quitting and micro quitting. This example would be macro quitting. This is a very life altering decision 
a very big pivot. Uh, there's micro quitting moments in our lives where it's it's maybe a smaller assignment that we just need to free up more time to be with our families or something like that. It's not nearly as large of a decision. This is, this was a huge decision. And I think in those macro quitting moments, there's a lot of guilt and shame that we can experience. Um, and we just, I just want to remind us all that that is not from the Lord, right? The enemy would want nothing more than to keep you in an assignment that God has, has, maybe put on your heart to end just, just because you feel guilty that you really need to maybe stay. There is no condemnation for those in Christ. And I remember having to sit and think through, why am I feeling this shame? Why am I feeling this guilt? And it really at the end of the day was not from the Lord. And I think that's the discernment piece that we really have to pray through is really discerning. Okay. Is this, am I, am I just wrestling and, and is it a, an endurance issue and an obedience surrender issue and I'm supposed to stay in it? Or, and in many cases, it's a, I just don't want to let go. Yeah. And that's a whole nother, totally different surrender issue where we really have to lay it down. And so these moments are really, really hard but for the person listening today, sensing maybe it's the case in your own life, that's where we really, we really have to just spend time in the word, in prayer, in community with other people we trust, right? To the example of my mom, she was and is someone I can sit and, and walk with and really trust when I make these big decisions. And we need those key people in our lives. And we need to bring those people in, in these kinds of moments because um, they are not easy, but um, sometimes the faithful thing to do is to lay it down. That's right. That's so good. The way that I say this is, you know, we, we all are called. Every one of us is called to share the gospel, to go into all nations. Like that is part of our calling. God gives us specific gifts that he gave us before the foundation of the universe for purposes that he has for us to walk in but it might look different in different seasons. And so sometimes I think there's a season, Ecclesiastes is very clear, there's a season for this and that and all the things. For me personally, you know, I started out a career at Enron, I was making fantastic money, and God called me to walk away from it all to lay down my life for my family and my children and to raise my boys in homeschool. And for me, I wrestled with like, what about you know, as they started to grow, what about me and the things that I want to do, Lord? And will I ever have this opportunity? And sometimes I think we we think that there's a specific time and that it'll never happen again. Like we won't ever have that opportunity if we don't do it right now. But I am living proof that if we're obedient to God and, and we do what he calls us to do, there's plenty of time. I didn't do any of the things that I'm doing now, right? Speak, podcast, host conferences, all the things until my 40s, right? Sometimes we think we have to get it all done. So where if you're a stay-at-home mom with kids and that's where God wants you to be, like be faithful in that season and know there will be another season. Yes. And God is so much bigger than the limitations that we put on him in our current season. The, the truth about God's character that has just encouraged my heart personally so much in the last few months is that he is so infinite 
And we are so not. We're so finite. We are, we are so finite. finite. <laughs> he is limitless in all of his ways. And we have very real limits, right? And I think when we see that rightly, it helps us better understand when God might be calling us in or out of something because it's a recognition that, okay, he is limitless. And I, I'm entrusting this longing to him that maybe goes unfulfilled today, trusting that he is bigger than the longing itself. He's so able to allow that to come to pass if it's his timing and in his way, but I have limits. And so I'm going to see that rightly and I'm going to take my place as a finite human being. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. So you say, you say your obedient yes now will lead you toward what he has already prepared next for you. And he has prepared those things for us. We don't have to strive after things because Mm -hmm. he has prepared things that only we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your obedient yes now is so so, so important. And I mean, to your point, that could look different in each listener's life, right? You may be walking into a whole new season of ministry that could feel very scary, or maybe you're doubting if you have what it takes. Um, That might be your obedient yes. Your obedient yes might be walking away from something or enduring through something. Um, The thread through all of that is obedience and faithfulness, right? And it's going to look different in every season. But the encouragement that I take, even again, in my own life these days, is just remembering we see in scripture, he's given us all we need to live a life of righteousness and to follow him faithfully in what he's called us to do. And so we have to trust that at every turn. Most times, you know, I use the analogy of, when we start something new, a lot of times it looks like staring at a blank canvas. And most times the first few brushstrokes across a blank canvas feel the scariest because there's nothing on the canvas and we're creating something from nothing. But with every turn and with every faithful, okay, Lord, yes, I'm going to take that next step. And okay, yes, Lord, I'm going to take that next step. Um, we flex that muscle of faithfulness. And and I don't know about you, but the more I do that, um, the more challenged I am and confident I am not in who I am, but in who God made me to be and that he will faithfully walk alongside me in those moments. So no matter what the season is today, that would be, that would be my encouragement. It's just one faithful step after another. That's right. Because he who began a good work in us, he is faithful to complete it. So he will do the thing, but we get to co-create and work with him, which that's so fun and co-labor for the gospel. And it can, that can be a challenge when it's someone like you and someone like me, when we are multi, we're creative in all these different ways. You know, you went through a season where you were expressing your creativity through your jewelry. And I was like, that is so cool. I was like very Proverbs 31. Like that is so awesome. But we do sometimes we have all of these projects that we want to work on and do. And I would just love to share your perspective because I've kind of seen that from a distance in your life. So I know it's probably something that you've grappled with. And and if you've written about it, you've definitely grappled with it because the Lord does does not let us write things that we don't go through. No, that's such a good point. And I think a good bit of my life, Misty, I actually really, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. I really downplayed 
the fact that God had wired me to be an achiever. Every personality test I've ever taken has told me I'm an achiever. And again, that's personality tests are not the gospel, but that just because that's a key identifying word, we'll use that. And over the last couple of years, I've really been asking the Lord, how do you want to use the way that you have wired me to advance your kingdom? Because that wasn't on accident, right? And so take that and apply it to your own life, listener, right? You may not consider yourself an achiever. You may be a really strategically minded person or a visionary, which is, I would argue, both of our personalities as well. God wants to use that. And sometimes that comes in the form of being multi-passionate. And there are moments where that can get the best of us when we don't get the the primary callings first. You know, you and I had talked before we hit record just about some things that we're wrestling through personally. And, um, you know, we both kind of said, right? Like nobody, nobody has been called to be Dustin's wife other than me. Nobody has been called to be the mama of your boys other than you. And so establishing those primary callings that are not going to change on this side of heaven, and then really asking the Lord with the margin, what would you have me to do in this season with the margin that I have left and entrusting that to him? And if that does mean multi- you know, you're a multi-passionate creative. That's a beautiful thing in the kingdom of God. Don't apologize for that. Uh, We just have to entrust those things to him along the way so that we don't get overwhelmed or caught in striving because that's, that's certainly not, you know, the pattern of living that I think God's called us to. And so there's, there's again, limits in that, but um, it is a gift at the same time. It can be both. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I know at the end of last year, I was feeling burnout. And that's what happens when you don't rest and you don't take time. So I've been very wise, even in a busy season still, life is always busy. We're all busy. It's never not going to be busy, but really taking and, and creating those margins, I think is so important. And, and being and knowing enough, like when I was burned out to know it's okay for me to walk away, the, the earth is not going to stop spinning. Everything's going to keep moving. People actually respect me more for, for saying, no, I can't do this right now. I need to, I need some time for myself. And so if you are a multi-creative person who has found yourself in a season of burnout, it may just be you need to step away because I stepped back into this new year ready to go and to do everything that God wanted me to do, but I definitely had to take a step back. And so I think that's that's important too is to to find pockets of rest, especially if you're like me and I never want to sit down and I never want to stop and I never want to rest. We can't do that either. So And I'm almost thinking of the analogy of a slingshot as you're explaining that. Sometimes I almost have to pull back in order for the Lord to just propel me forward in something. I've never walked into a new season after some rest and not entered that with more gumption than when I was overwhelmed and I was striving, right? That's, That's never been the case. And so we just, we just trust that to God. Yeah, so so good. Okay, so now your book, Do the Thing, comes out in April. This podcast is coming out in February, and I want to encourage everybody not only to support you and grab the book, but you've got some really cool bonuses. So would you share those with the audience? 
We do. We have so many fun pre-order gifts and I'm so thrilled about them. We are giving away a 30-day devotional called Your Gifts, His Glory that covers a lot of the similar topics that we talk about in the book. But myself and 29 of my other writer friends collaborated to, to put this together for us. So we're excited about that. There's an audiobook version of that devotional narrated by myself as well. There is a quiz called How Well Do You Know Your Calling that will help you sort of identify where am I in that conversation of knowing how my gifts connect to gospel work. And then we also have a goal planning guide. So as you're walking through the material in the book and really taking those next steps of faith, you can walk through that that guide as well to help you with that. And you can access all of those resources by signing up for the launch team at do the thing Awesome. Rebecca, thank you so much for this conversation. I know that your book is going to help so many people gain clarity in their calling and their gifting for the Lord. And so I'm just super excited for you. So y'all go follow Rebecca. She posts a lot of great stuff on social media and get on her launch team and grab her book today. Thank you, friend. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 